Simply Savage, Episode 1, The C-Word. Welcome to Simply Savage, a podcast about keeping Savage Worlds fast, furious, and fun. I'm Ron Blessing. And I'm Christian Serrano. And in this episode, we are discussing the C word. <gasps> and not the, not the C word they're probably all thinking. No, no. We're talking it's, about... It's the C word that's dirty for Savage Worlds. It definitely is. And, uh, and that's conversion. <gasps> I said Conversion. It. I shouldn't have said it. That's right. That's right. So... So one of the things that we hear a lot on the forums and, you know, whenever we get to have a, uh, a personality in the Savage Worlds community speak on the topic, um, they mention that you shouldn't convert your pet setting or your pet game or that TV show or whatever it is. If there's already rules for it, you shouldn't try to convert those rules directly across to Savage Worlds. And I kind of want to talk about how we handle that and why you shouldn't convert right you you've got it's funny because we talk about how we like to have the occasional subject matter expert on this show um to discuss a topic but you really are a subject matter expert on conversions yes christian you have i am ridiculously (laughs) complete eberron conversion yeah, I don't even know why I even said I am. Because actually, quite honestly, I well, one, I'm, I'm much more humble than that. But two, um, yeah. it, it was sure. a it was yeah, it was a painful process, man. It, I, I I had to make all the mistakes first, and um, right. and it took me a number of years really to get it. Um, I might I, trim more from it still, but I know but, that you love it, and it's and I've read it. It's excellent. Thanks, thank you, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, no, it's it was a labor of love and. Um, yeah, when I first started doing the Eberron conversion, I'll say the word the C word for now, because that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do a conversion. It was a conversion. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and in some cases, there's still some remnants of it being a conversion. And I think in, in some of those cases, I'd like to believe that they still work as conversions in some cases. But um, what, I, what I learned over time was I needed to focus less on the actual translation of mechanics from d20 to savage worlds and more on what was d20 trying to express as a concept and ignore the dnd mechanics the dnd isms so to speak and focus on what did it mean for the setting and for the character and for the story so my favorite example of a conversion or better than a conversion a a retelling of eberron that you did using existing Savage Worlds rules is the the way you handle the dragon shards, uh, specifically the way you handle them with bennies. And so you took an already pretty elegant mechanic being the fate chip mechanic from Deadlands Reloaded. Right. And you assigned those to three dragon shard types. Right. And you've got it, it, it's got the feel of Eberron. It's got the flavor of Eberron, but it is a familiar Savage Worlds mechanic. 
Right. Yeah. That was that was a very serendipitous thing, quite honestly, because there just happened to be three dragon shards, and sort of similar to the concept of fate, Eberron has the draconic prophecy, and so I, right. you know tied it with that as well, and then sort of thematically mechanically what what's happening is each of the different colored dragon shards sort of correspond to the effect that um that the different types of the you know bennies sort of yield uh and right. it just it, it just all fit i remember when i when i first thought of it i was, I was sort of lining it all up and i'm like wow this really does fit really well and you know and i was really excited about it and it's worked really well in my game so far and and i have to say the the three chip mechanic um, while not awesome for every game, totally fits the feel of Eberron. Yeah. Um, just like it totally fits the feel of Deadlands Reloaded. Right, right. And, and just that simple renaming and restyling, you know, you have those little cool plastic uh, rough cut stones that they make uh, for the bennies. Um, like in Deadlands, you definitely use poker chips. Right. Totally fits with an Old West thing. Um. So, so that part is is pretty beautiful, um, but you also go so far as to convert like weapons and specific crunchy stuff. I guess is the uh-huh. best word for it. That, yeah. That's in Eberron. That I might have just been like, whatever, dude, throw that out the window. It's just there's this great list of stuff that's in the fantasy companion. Just move along, right? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I was on the fence of even doing that. I I, I didn't know yeah. if I really wanted to go that route or not. Um, I actually had put up a poll sometime back about what would you know fans like to see adapted next, and I, I even used that word adapted, not converted. Right. Uh, and uh, um, gear equipment, people wanted more of the Eberron gear and equipment. Like, and there are very specific weapons like the um, uh, Talenta boomerang and things like that that people wanted to bring into the game. And um, and it wasn't really hard at all, really, to translate some of those things. At first, I thought it was going to be because damage is different. But I realized uh, pretty quickly that damage isn't really that much different in terms of the die sizes and things like that. They're they're it's almost not. yeah they're almost synonymous really. So they're uh, really really close. In a pinch, you can just you could actually just convert it. I mean yeah, a, a short sword in D and D is a D six weapon, right? A short sword in Savage Worlds is a D six weapon, pretty much. And you just add the strength trait, and boom. That's it. Go. That's it. Yeah, so if it's a um, melee weapon or a thrown weapon, I add strength. Otherwise... So so if it's low-hanging fruit and continues to, to strengthen that fa- flavor, that's a good thing. Right. Now, when you wouldn't want to do it is if you were playing a game that used something completely different. And then, all right, how do I make this equivalent work for, for this? So low-hanging fruit for purposes of flavor, I think, is cool. And even even in the cases, let's say there is something that's very completely different. So, for example, uh, D&D has spell-like abilities, and the dragon marks in Eberron are spell-like abilities, essentially. You take, an, you right. take a feat, you get a spell-like ability. And that doesn't really exist in Savage Worlds for for players, right? Um, and But what I realized was like, okay, well, we have arcane backgrounds. Oh, but you can't do two arcane backgrounds, really, right? You can't. You know, according to the book, so make like, well, a setting rule and you're done. You can make a setting rule, right? So that that's one way to handle it. The other way that yes. I handled it was I just made it a different type of edge. So instead right. of being an arcane background, you know, a background edge, I made it a um, a racial edge, essentially. And you know, you had to be these races to be able to take this edge. And uh, but I mimicked, and this is an example of where instead of trying to reinvent mechanics, look at what's there. 
and repurpose it. You know, just like I did with the prophecy shards doing the same thing with arcane backgrounds. I was like, why don't I just use the same similar mechanics, just mirror it and just call it something else. And then we're done. Right. I think, I think it's actually easier to adapt non game material than it is to adapt game material because there is that danger of getting stuck in the mud. We'll say, yeah. Say more about that pet mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So if you're, uh, all right, let's say the movie push, Right. Terrible movie would be an awesome role-playing game. Right. So in this movie, each person has a particular type of, uh, of ability. Um, they're actually cataloged by the scientists in the world, apparently. And they're called different things. I don't remember any of the names. But for that, all you really do is take something like the innate power edge from uh, Reality Blur's uh, books... And come up with a power that basically fits, make sure the trappings match the movie, and bam, you're done. Yeah. But imagine if somebody had done it in Hero. <laughs> right. right. And it's got this very specific mechanic that's going to do this, this, and this. And it specific this point points. values. Yeah. Right. I, I right. think you're more likely to, to not be able to just snap your finger and say done. You're more likely to be like... All right, so it works this way, and uh, I've got to roll this, and then this thing happens, and blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Type of thing. Right. Um, so, so for me, at least, I, I don't have to think about things mechanically. So whenever I do games that are, are sort of homebrews, if they didn't come straight out of my head, which you know, really nothing does, you get your ideas from somewhere, um, I will start looking at other media as the um, the basis for it. Um, like uh, the game Freaks that, that I've worked on and off on, one day I'll release it, is a combination of like Push and um, Alphas, which was a great TV series right, that right. died too early uh, to a lesser extent, small villain heroes, right. where it's just about people having a very limited scope power and kind of dealing with stuff that happens when people start showing up in our modern world with those powers. Right, right. Um, so that is still sort of an adaptation or a conversion, depending on the word you want to use. Right. But it doesn't have the baggage of something that's already mechanically in another setting. Um, an example of that would be um, the API um, Conversion or whatever you want to call it, oh, adaptation. Apocalypse Prevention. Uh, Apocalypse Prevention Incorporated. That was in Aloyla Santa's original system, the DGS. Right. He wanted to do a Savage Worlds version, and I got to work with uh, some of it. And for one sp- particular type of magic, he felt that the flavor was so strong that he wanted to use his original spells. And um. so, so we did, but it was a lot of work. Um. And um, and, I, and I helped him with some of that type of conversion to keep it so it was doable in Savage Worlds and that the numbers matched up because the, the negatives that you would take in his system with a D20 roll versus trying to have those negatives accounted for um, in Savage Worlds, I had to help him really simplify where those negatives came from and what they could be. Right, right. 
so there was there was a, a mechanical crunchness, and I know that some people don't like the fact that those spells are in there, but I think for API, it's true. I mean, one of the things that um, those those games from Third Eye Games do well is they they have those really interesting and different powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, what, if, if it would have hurt the flavor of the setting though if he had just gone with the with some variation of the original Savage Worlds powers. Right. Well, and I'll be honest, and this brings to mind another point um, that's along that vein is that in the, in the core rule book, when they talk about conversions or adaptations, um, mm-hmm. they, they, they very clearly say, look at the Savage Worlds core rules or, you know, even companions or whatever. Um, that's sort of my addition there. But, uh, but look at what exists already in Savage Worlds before you start trying to convert things, right. And adapt or adopt. Um, but in, there are some cases still where those things might not exist quite simply. Um, and in right. many cases it could be a very specific spell or power. Um, yeah. in other cases it could be very specific, you know, feet slash edge, right. Uh, or class ability, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. or even a, an equipment type, like alchemical items don't necessarily exist in savage rules. And there's all sorts of different workarounds for alchemical items, but we won't get into that right now. So, so of course you know we still have that innate desire to I need this represented in Savage Worlds. I think there's some challenges there still. Uh, that, that 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 those are some pit traps that we can easily fall into. I could speak to one of those challenges. Go ahead. <laughs> um, there's this. Um, I've talked about this on a million podcasts, but uh, I was inspired by the first six minutes of the Doctor Strange Marvel animated movie that came out a few years ago. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that ins- that was really interesting to me is that they could form these weapons, and they had mystical properties. So I spent a lot of time designing uh, what I ended up calling spirit weapons. Nice, and and how to create those in Savage Worlds, and it's almost like it's not character creation, but it's like a step in character creation. It's like you know a big deal, but there was a lot of permutations of spirit weapons before I settled on something. Um, and it did. I, I think there, I think there might've been seven or eight versions. Wow. One of them was taken from the weapon building rules that were in the original low life, um, uh, setting for Savage Worlds before they did the second edition. I haven't looked at the second edition. Don't know what's in there, but we'll talk about a, that. A what, great. What does that look like? You, you basically, um, spent points, to build whatever your custom weapon was. Interesting. In, yeah. Okay. And so I played around with that concept, played around with having edge and hindrance slots, played around with, you know, all kinds of stuff, um, but really settled on, you know, build the weapons based on um, what is available for weapons, like two-handed, minus one parry, plus one parry, Rain. Uh, I'm sorry. A reach. Right. Um, three round burst. All kinds of stuff like that, and and so use those that already exist, and then give those sort of a value when you when you create your spirit weapon. Neat. Okay. So anyway, the point is that was a lot of work, and it was one of those times. It 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 jammed me up quite a bit for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and that was that eventually became my setting fuse that I'm working on. Right. But um it started out with that crazy cool spirit weapon that I've talked about so many times as well. Right. 
And and sometimes I think it's 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 in that case you you had a very specific thing that you had to design. Got to have that effect, right? And yeah. um, in in uh, in my case, I had an example where I was trying to create the, uh, something to represent living constructs for like the Warforged, and I fell into that trap because if you look at in 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 the Eberron, the three point five Eberron book, you look at the the list of traits for a Warforged, it's disgustingly long. Uh, to the point where I was like, I just, sometimes I just get bored reading it. And, uh, um, and I was, I was trying to hit every single one of those points. And I realized I had to stop and look at Savage Worlds and say, what does it mean to be a living construct in Savage Worlds? And construct versus living construct is really minimally different, except, you know, for a few things like healing. And so I just made it such that, you know, healing, uh, I think it was something like it's a minus four penalty or something like that. Uh, rather than half hit points or whatever, just keep it simple. Just keep it simple, you know. And um, yep. you know they don't need to eat, breathe, and sleep, which is already attributed to constructs. Um, they're immune to poison and disease, all those kinds of things. So the reason I wanted to talk about this topic first really comes down to the fact that the the goal of Savage Worlds is to really take some of the work off the game master's plate. Yes, and and Shane and his crew over the years have built a system that really specializes in that if yeah. you just accept it. Yeah. I mean, my goal when I'm doing a homebrewed setting or an adapted setting or whatever, or just writing my own material, whatever you want to call it, is always to get everything I can out of those core rules before I add anything else. Yeah, yeah. And then whatever's left that's needed... I'll try to find an existing source right. that I, you know, because I like to give my players players guides. I'll write a player's guide for yeah. whatever I'm running and, and give that out to the players. That's actually what I did with Eberron. I, I took all the yeah. stuff that I compiled. I have the, the public document, which is, that's just really more references to, um, right. to stuff. But I actually have a private version that is a full, complete write-up with all the borrowed powers all the edges everything the equipment the whole nine yards it's it's literally like i could if i if i laid it out in a pdf it'd be a product you know right but i can't totally (laughs) but you can't yeah (laughs) so very cool yeah well i think that we have covered this topic well yeah I, i think the only thing i'd probably add is that um if you haven't paid attention to this section of the game master uh, game mastering section of the core rule book. Check it out. They, they talk a lot about this kind of stuff. Um, you know, again, great advice. Yeah, it's really good advice, and it really is. Uh, take it to heart. Um, and, and that really keep it simple. Savage Worlds again, as you said, is designed to take the work off the GM. And um, and and what's really cool is the fact that they actually added a whole section about this, about taking those other settings from other RPGs or from media or whatever it is and bringing it into Savage Worlds. Not a lot of RPGs will do that. Savage Worlds understands, or Pinnacle Entertainment Group, I should say, understands why people are coming to Savage Worlds and what they want to yep. do with it. And, uh, yep, and Totally. And, and it, it's uncommon, too, to, to lift up the hood and let people see what's under it with your game system. Yeah. yeah. As, as much as they do. It's become more common. Right. But I think it's become more common because of Savage Worlds, not, right. not, you know, in spite of or whatever you want to call it. And the last thing, uh, last bit of advice I'd give is go check out the forums. Um, if you have a question about trying to adapt something or whatever, first of all, don't do anything that has IP associated with it. 
that's kind of against the rules on the forums. Um, right. You can use a pseudonym for a character concept if you want. Um, but Clint is really good. Clint Black, who's the uh, Savage Worlds rules guru, he is freaking amazing about coming up with really interesting ways to represent some of the concepts with new mechanics and new rules. He's I mean, actually the one that pointed me at the weapon building rules on low life. I didn't even know they existed. At the wow. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's been, it, it's, it's amazing. Like he'll come up with new edges for you. He'll, if you need a particular type of arcane background, he'll just say, Hey, try this. Here's a rough version and you know, see if it works. And, and it's funny because it could end up in the core rules. I mean, the push and trip um, maneuver that's in Savage Worlds came from a conversation I started on the forums with Clint. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think even the um, uh, Gaming Without Miniatures stuff came yeah. from that as well. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for listening, folks. Uh, be sure to visit the SPM website, savagebloggers.net. Uh, where we have links to get you set up with our feeds, our YouTube channel, uh, subscribing to uh, our our other podcasts as well, and whatever cool links that we uh, we throw up there. Um, if you enjoy our show and you want to show support, we have a Patreon page, and we also have that PayPal donation link um, available on the website as well. So whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Thanks for being here, Christian. Thank you, Ron. All right.